In this episode of Weekly Poker Hand, we have a hand featuring one of my favorite poker video bloggers, Brad Owen. He has the ace and the ace, and Doug Polk decides to tangle with him. Let's see how that works out for him. Historically, this has been one of my favorite hands to see preflop. Under the gun plus two raises to 15. This is actually the player who I beat with Kings earlier in the 1-3 game. He's in for a world of hurt. I three bet to 50. All right, we are playing $1,500 deep effective with the initial raiser, but about $4,600 deep against Doug Polk. So $15 raise, three bet from Brad with ace of hearts, ace of clubs in the hijack. Doug is on the button. He's like this Ty Masseuse that I once had, exerting way too much pressure in the wrong spot. He four bets to 135. The staff at the lodge scramble to call the police, notifying them that there's about to be some partner-on-partner -partner crime. Under the gun plus two folds, the action's back on us. We're going to be five betting, and we need to determine what size to use. How much do you make it? Take a second. Think about it. A five bet will look very strong, and we don't want Doug to fold. For that reason, we don't want to make it too much, but we're playing almost a thousand big blinds deep from out of position against a world-class player, so going with the larger sizing to shrink stack to pot ratios while we know that we have the best hand is preferable for that reason. Ultimately, I go with a 5-bet to 350. 400 is perhaps a little better, but it doesn't make a huge difference. So when you are out of position against the 3-better, you certainly do want to consider making it a little bit bigger just because you want to cut off your opponent's implied odds. Because when you make it small, they should just call with everything, right? But if you make it bigger, you really do start to cut down on their implied odds, even when you are playing a 1,000 big blinds deep. So... Like Brad said, it probably doesn't make that big of a difference, but I would have gone bigger in this scenario and perhaps even bigger than 400 if I think Doug's going to be especially sticky. Doug calls for 215 more. He can have hands like kings, queens, jacks, tens, ace-king, ace-queen suited, and possibly some other suited Broadway cards, maybe even some other holdings with lots of potential since we're incredibly deep, but mostly I put him on high pocket pairs. We're heads up against a three-time bracelet winner. The flop comes jack-5-3 rainbow. Slow down, slow down. So I'm sure Brad just says that he is the three-time bracelet winner for commentary. But I think something a lot of people do, especially when they are playing smaller medium stakes, is that if they happen to play against a player who has a lot of poker accolades, they get afraid. They get scared. They think, oh, no, this player is going to see through my whole cards and know exactly what I have. And they're not. We are just all poker players doing our best to make reasonable decisions. We are not going to sit there and soul read you hard unless you have massive live tells, and I doubt Brad or most people out there have horrifically bad live tells to the point that someone who has not really played a whole lot with you can look and tell when you're bluffing or look and tell when you have the nuts. Obviously, try your best to not have any live tells, but just make sure you're not playing scared because someone's ran hot in tournaments a few times. It's a very good flop for us, especially if Doug has pocket queens or kings. Flop's jack 5-3, by the way. We have aces. 7-30 in the pot. 4,300 left in the stacks. It's pretty rare that I'm playing a five bet pot from out of position with so many big blinds to start the hand. I'm not exactly sure what sizing to use on this flop. I down bet to 250, knowing Doug will likely call with whatever he has since he's getting about four to one. I like this bet size. Again, because we're deep stacked, maybe you do want to go just a little bit bigger. You're going to find that in general, when you are betting with deeper stacks compared to shallower stacks, your bet sizes often can just be slightly larger, especially with your hands that are just good straight value hands that can get called by worse. And 
aces is exactly that hand because kings is going to call, queens is going to call, any jack's going to call. So I think you can maybe go a touch bigger again. Doug calls, which doesn't really narrow down his range at all. He could have an over pair, could have two overs with the back door draw, could have top set. Not too worried about that though. We just don't want to see any more face cards come out. You may ask why Brad's not worried about top set. It's because there are only three combinations of top set and there are six combinations of kings, six queens, some ace jacks, some king jacks, some queen jacks, some king queen of clubs, etc. Brad says that he cannot narrow Doug's range much at all, but you can remove the total junk out of his range. If he did happen to float with nine eight of diamonds or king queen of diamonds, something like that that just completely misses, he will fold the flop in position even for only 250. The turn is the eight of hearts, he puts a flush draw on the board, but we've got the ace of hearts, so we don't really need to be concerned that Doug will have picked up any extra equity. It's time to start thinking about how we can set ourselves up for a river jam. I bet 825. Nice. We get called, we'll have just slightly more than a pot size bet left in our stack. Doug calls again, and this is when the idea that he could have top set starts becoming a bit more prevalent. With one jack on the board, there are only three combos of pocket jacks possible for him, whereas there are six combos each of pocket kings and pocket queens that he could have. There's also one remaining combo of pocket aces that he could reasonably play this way. Because of that, I don't need to get too worked up about the possibility of being beat, since it's four times more likely that Doug will have a hand that he can call a big river bet with that we have crushed. I like how Brad is thinking through this logically. I think a lot of people in this spot, they think, oh man, I could be beat, I should be careful. Or they think, I have the best hand 100% of the time. And then sometimes they lose, and they're devastated. How could this happen? I'm so unlucky. Sometimes you're going to win, sometimes you're going to lose. More often than not in this spot, though assuming the river's kind of a blank, Brad's going to have the best hand, and like he said, he is going to need to go for value. The dealer puts out another three on the board. It's a dream run out for us to get maximum value from kings or queens. All right, board is jack, five, three, eight, three. It does seem like a pretty good board to get value from kings, queens, maybe a jack. So the question is, how much do we bet? The pot is 2,880. We have 3,200 in our stack. Should we check? Should we bet 1,500 or should we rip it all in? Take a second, think about it, and write what you would do in the comment section down below. This is a spot where you certainly want to go for value and you want to go all in. There's no reason to bet 1,500 to try to ensure you get called by Queen Jack or anything like that. At this point, there are some busted draws, perhaps Ace-King, Ace-Queen, Ace-X suited may feel inclined to bluff. So Doug's going to find a lot of calls recognizing he's getting two to one pot odds to call it all in. So rip it in and collect the money. We're going to target those if we put Doug to the test. Come on, All in. The jacks. I thought you might have. Nice Doug was prepared <laughs> for the test. No tough decision for him at any point. He snap calls with jiggities. The dream run out we thought we had turns out to be a nightmare. It's a brutal way to kick things off. We get a count of the chips to confirm that Doug has us slightly covered. After a great start in 1-3, I've lost 8,000 total in an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at Brad's, Brad's uh, misery here. Sometimes I laugh inappropriately, I've been told. Uh, yeah, losing $8,000 in an hour and 45 minutes at 5-5 five, five is not ideal. But, you know, sometimes it happens. And I think Brad played this hand perfectly fine, perfectly reasonably, and he got stacked and he loses. Like I said, I think a lot of people, especially in live cash games, 
fear getting stacked. They think it's the worst thing that could possibly happen in the whole world. But you got to realize if you're playing loose, aggressive, battling poker against good, strong players who will also get in there and battle, stacks are going to fly sometimes, like in this scenario. And you have to be cool with it. If you don't like get, getting burned, stay out of the kitchen, right? This time, though, well, he did get burned. Maybe he won't next time. That's me for today. I hope you enjoyed today's video. If you did, click the like and subscribe buttons down below. Also, click the notification bell because we have a lot more fun content coming out for you all the time. If you are not here watching and giving us a little bit of feedback, well, I guess I wouldn't be making the videos, now would I? We have another fun hand featuring Brad and Doug lined up next. Enjoy.